RPG Lessons Learned. When the game is over, when your players are gone, that's when lessons are learned. Welcome to RPG Lessons Learned. I'm joined, almost as always, by my good friend Brian. Hey, Dusty. And of course, my good friend Mike. Howdy. So today, we are doing our first ever Metasode. And I think I came up with that phrase. I, I haven't Googled it yet, though. Um, Brian, are you going to Google that? Yeah, absolutely, I am. <laughs> Metasode, I'm very proud of until Brian Googles. Um, Metasode, this is an episode about the show. So we're going to reflect on, you know, it's not New Year's, but when the show comes out, it's it's still in January. And we want to talk about where we want to carry the show going forward. And what are the goals for, for this podcast, for RPG Lessons Learned? in this upcoming year. So it's a metasode about the show. If you're here for awesome recaps of sessions and lessons that we learned, sorry, you can take a bye week on this one. But uh, if you want to hear where we're going to take the show in the future and our, our real thoughts around that, please stay with us. We'll be back next week with, with, a, with a good lessons learned session. All right. So guys, originally this past year, Actually, one of my New Year's resolutions for 2017, I don't know if I shared this with you, Brian, and not like a real strong resolution, I didn't write it down, but we had been toying with the idea of doing an RPG podcast for a long time. For a long time. We've been recording our sessions. Uh, the one thing we hadn't, we weren't really doing a great job of was taking notes on all the sessions. Yeah. But, uh, we've but been, we do now. We do now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, this is something we've thrown, uh, thrown around for a while. So, and it, leaving Mace... 2016, um, and so November of 2016, going into the New Year's of 2017, I was like, you know, I've got to do the show. And then we finally did it around April or May, whenever that was, we, we released our first episode. So we, as far as I'm concerned, this go- this show achieved its goal last year, Heck which yeah. was simply to exist, <laughs> to exist and, and persist and, and, and persist and for us to find a voice. And I really wanted to prove that we had something unique to say. And I'm still not aware of any other show that recaps their own sessions and exposes their own faults and foibles. Like it'll, we, it'll happen. Yeah. Oh, sure. But right now, we don't pretend to be expert GMs. We don't pretend to be expert role players. Oh, God, no. No, we're, we're Joe Schmo role players, just like you guys that are listening. And we talk about how we screwed up so that you can learn from it. And there's no other show like that that I've, that I've found. So I think we do have a, a unique niche. And those were the goals last year. Boom, we achieved them. So pat ourselves on the back. We achieved our goals last year. If we're going to grow, we need new goals this year. So we, we've taken a cut at writing some down, and we're going to share those with you now. Uh, first of all, guys, we, we agreed that we wanted to break some new ground. And by break some new ground, I mean try to really look at things that no one else in, in the hobby has looked at in quite the way that we want to look at it. Um Brian, we talked about doing some insights and, and some number crunching. I really have some interesting ideas about, like I, I do financial models at work. I have some interesting ideas about putting together some, some mathematical models. Um, the mathematical model sounds probably more robust than it would actually be. A, a really rough spreadsheet model of a couple of things to really toy with some of the math problems that we've been dealing with and see if we can uncover anything. Ooh, I wasn't even thinking that. I was thinking more in terms of like, the gaming sort of industry, but you're thinking more discreet at a lower level than yes, that. Yes, I am. And I have some ideas of where to gather the data too. So I've got some really interesting ideas, but 
I want to pull together some insights um, and share those out with people and have it be fresh new stuff that no one's really thought of. And I, I want to put all the data out there so that, you know, people who are actual statisticians can can take our data and prove us wrong so or, or right or in, whatever. In 2017, on my primary show, Radio Free Cybertron, I did a little bit of that because there's um, a controversy or controversial subject. And I actually took a pretty decent swag at something and came up with a really interesting number that nobody else had come up with yet. Well, what 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 was that? So that's the kind of thing where I hear this on a podcast that I'm listening to, and I'm like, well, dude, what was it? Just tell okay, us. okay. So with Transformers, interestingly enough, there. We live in a world where it's conceivable that somebody can easily take up 3D modeling and learn how to make a 3D model. We have 3D printers where you can prototype something. So people now create their own transformers and sell them via China. Typically, the pe- people are in China, and they're completely unlicensed, and they're arguably illegal, but it's a very gray area. I basically figured out what the turn rate was for transformers at any given retail location so we could get an idea of what amount of stock that that store has. Then I multiplied that number by the uh, number of retail locations that there are across the U.S. and Canada. From that, we figured out how many toys roughly uh, were sold in a given assortment. Then we weighted that number with the general number of people that we know who collect third-party product compared to official product. And we arrived at a general number of people who buy this stuff. Yeah, there's yeah. so that's interesting too. So, so market research type analysis. So yeah, insights. So break new ground with with some insights. What's about breaking new ground with some tools? Um, I did the treasure roller this past year, and I, and what we used the heck out of it for our for our beginner box campaign. I have some other ideas for some tools, guys. We talk about lessons learned, and we talk about making life easier for the GM. I would love to put some tools out there that actually make life easier for the GM. That there's already great tools out there, but. I have some ideas that I don't think anyone else is doing right now that I'd like to try that, that could legitimately improve a first-time or beginner GM or, or an experienced GM who needs a really fast game to, to, to run some new people through because he's in the midst of a conversation on vacation, and it turns out you know his cousin and his brother and, and his sister and his sister's you know cousin, whoever, these family members are interested in a game on the fly, I want to have a I want to have a solution for that where it's really easy to run a fairly in-depth game on the fly using just your smartphone. How hard would it be to come up with and somebody may have, have already done it but come up with something where you define quickly define via an app or website like the number of monsters that you have on the table and then assign quickly assign them hit points and then um that's been done. That's been done. In fact there's a fantastic I think it's almost it's not discontinued, but you have to Google to find it. On the Wizards of the Coast website, there's a random dungeon generator. Really? I, I was about to ask. It, it, and it's really good. It's really good, but it, it, it's clearly from the artwork from back in the 3.5 days. And so it, I guess it's been unsupported for, you know, since 2008 or, or seven. Um but it's still on the website and it's still really good. So, so wouldn't that basically be like a roguelike, but for D and D desktop games, where you 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 define the number of dungeons you want in your dungeon crawl, you define nah, your level. So, I'm not talking about procedurally procedurally generating a dungeon. Yeah, I'm talking about building a curated dungeon. Like, there's a great old school dungeon, Tome of the Serpent King, that's meant to be an old school dungeon with lots of old school stuff for people to try out. I want to do something like, I mean, not. 
tome. I want to do something new school, so not that same thing. I want to do a really nice dungeon, really well contained with really good monsters, and I want to have the whole adventure not just be a PDF or not just be a flat page. I want it to. I want to actually use the in browser interactive functionality to make it easy to run. Mm, okay. And I have some real thoughts around how to how to use some scalable vector graphics and and things like that to actually make that doable and, and achievable. Hmm. So that, that could be very cool. Yep. So I've got some some real thoughts around that. Um, you're, these, by the way, people listening at home, these are not things you're going to see next week or next month. <laughs> it's going to take time. We've got to put time in on this. Cause I haven't put any time in on that. You know what other tool there's a need for, Dusty? The uh, the the four E automatic double the hit points, half the AC for the four E monsters. Monster. I've been looking for monster data to do that. Unfortunately, that'd be that'd be pretty illegal. Ah. So, Mike, you talked about some content here, like creating content. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think I've kind of had an appetite for it for a while, but just haven't applied myself to it of, of potentially creating some dungeons, writing some adventures, uh, maybe starting out with some one shots to, uh, to, to, to put out as part of the RPG Lessons Learned community, if we want to call it a community. Um, just have out there to share, get feedback on, let people run. It, it could be kind of fun just to, to put that out there. I know we've, we've got the, uh, the Kataro game out there already on Destinian.com. I don't know if that's been moved anywhere no, else. No, 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 but no, not, 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 <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> not. wasn't me this time. Yeah, it wasn't you this time. <laughs> My the adventure's bad. complete. It is on GitHub. Okay. Um, it doesn't have all the artwork yet, but I'm still I'm still working on that. But yeah, you're right. We talk about lessons learned, and we talk about you know. So, so could we put together even a, a better PDF, just a better dungeon that's easy to pick up and and glom and run because we've really thought about. What, what what GMs need and what they don't need. Yeah. I think there may be some opportunity of, of the content we create. You know, we could be our own test group, and then you have a, a dungeon that's been tested, that's been played. There's a podcast of what we did wrong in it, so you know what to avoid when you're running the dungeon. So it, it could be kind of a, a here's, here's your foray into tested, proven content. What I love about that dungeon, Terror on the Kataro in particular... Is it is a dungeon written for a particular context? It is explicitly written for a con. Yeah, it is a con game, and and sure that exists. And there's old tournament modules that exist, but there aren't a lot of them. There aren't a lot of dungeons that are like this. Dungeon is for this context of a table of strangers, and this dungeon is for a group of players that are really comfortable role playing. And this dungeon is for a group of players that do this. Like I would love to see dungeons that not only. No dungeon does this well. Dungeons will, will be great for that, but they don't advertise themselves as being great for that. So I would love to see modules that are like, here is what, here's what real life situation this module is designed to, to fit. And how easy would that make it to find interesting good modules? Yeah, that would be awesome. All right. So let's talk about one thing on the show that we we've let kind of you know, we pick it up and we put it down and we pick it up and we put it down. And that's actually applying business techniques, applying business acumen to to the show. So, Brian, you do business process mapping for a living. Yeah. Well, sometimes. Sometimes. I'm really curious to see, like, what does a session of D&D look like when you map it out? What is the process of D&D? Like, I've played it and people ask me how to play and I'm like, you know what? I should just show you. <laughs> we should really just sit down and play because it's it's hard to say. And even the best explanations that I have, you know, hey, playing D&D is like writing a tandem story where I write a paragraph and you write a paragraph and the person to your right writes a paragraph. 
That's really what we're doing is we're creating a story, but there are rules to keep you from killing all the bad guys and hogging all the glory. There are rules to prevent that, and you can only say what your character does. That way you're developing your character. And that, to me, is RPGs in a nutshell. I almost think, going back to something... It's got to be a better way to describe it. Yeah, I, going back to something that you said a couple of weeks ago, I almost think a value stream map more applies to a D&D game or session. What do players actually want? Yeah. yeah. With a value stream map, you always ask, what's the customer willing to pay for? Yeah, and then you show through the process of how something is built or changed, how you add value to it. Yep. And uh, I, I, I think there's probably a lot of opportunity there. The one thing that's really cool about uh, business process mapping and modeling is that you're you you're usually doing it for somebody who is an expert in what they do, but when you ha- are so close to something, you, it's hard, sometimes it's easy to miss the big picture, and it's really enlightening sometimes to see somebody who say, "Oh, we don't have a process. Well, how do you do this? Okay, well, how do you do? What do you do next? What do you do next? What about this? How? What? What if this happens? What if that happens? And then at the end, you hand them a process map, and they're like. Oh my God, you're a genius! I'm like, no, <laughs> this is what you do. You told me in the last hour what you do. All I did was map it. All I did was map it, <laughs> and it's really it's re- some really enlightening conversations come from that come from that because really it's just asking, well, why? Why do you do that? Why does that happen? Yeah, there are games, Brian, where where I haven't even played them yet, and I'll look at it and I'm like, no, there's too much back and forth between the player and the GM to get an action done. There's too many steps. I, I want. I, I need it simpler than this. So I, I'll look at systems and I think about how many steps yeah. to get to a result. And I, okay, that's too many steps. I'm I'm, I'm going to lose people. And to be fair, I haven't played the session or I haven't played the system. Maybe it works better than that in real life. But I think it's a real way to evaluate systems. How many steps before I achieve a result? I mean, there are a lot of systems where okay, what's an attack look like? Okay, first I attack. If I succeed, then you try to dodge. If you if you if you miss, then I roll damage, and then you roll your armor soak, and then I roll. You know, and it's like okay, my God, this that's too much back and forth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that, that's way too much. Um, or hey, maybe for what you're trying to simulate, it's just enough. It depends on the goal of what you're trying to do. But but anyway, applying business acumen, Brian, you and I had an, an interesting conversation about another type of show where we could have episodes about you know business methodologies. Yeah. Or, or process improvement methodologies and talk about how it applies to D&D. And we had a really interesting conversation about the theory of constraints. You know, what is the constraint on a D&D session? We think we have an answer and we're looking forward to sharing that with you. But what's the constraint of a session? What's the goal of a session? At the end of the session, what do you have hoped to achieve? And how can we apply the theory of constraints to D&D to really bring to light what are we trying to do and how are we trying to do it and how might we fundamentally change our thinking by using some cross cross disciplinary interdisciplinary thinking you know applying business to the tabletop brian yeah i i i really so this was this was specifically uh your idea uh, so i mean spoilers dusty typically does the notes but oft, oftentimes it's um Something that's collaborative. Something we, 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 we talk about yeah. it, but this this specifically was your idea, and I, I I love this. I think this is really interesting. It's it really ties back to the business process mapping because it's all really the same thing. It's just once you understand how something is tasks or how activities are laid out, well, what do you do next? So how do you take that information and apply it into making something better or to make it or just make it work? 
I'll tell you something, man. When I first got into gaming, and this is personal for me, right? I I would wonder, okay, well, how does this work at the table? Like, I'm reading the rule book, and I, okay, if the player steps on a trap, then this, that, and the other. I'm like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. How do I know if a character has stepped on a trap? Do I make my players move their characters one square at a time? Like, like I'm like, sometimes the rules talk, and I'm like, whoa, back up. You skipped a couple steps. How does that even work? And like, how do you know how do traps work? How 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 do I know when I'm in combat? How do I know when I've entered combat? And I, I get those things now through experience, but being able to map those out and really clarify those, and tell a GM, okay, here's what the rulebook says. Here's what's happening at your table. Here's what you say at your table. I think some of that could be. It would help some really smart people who don't know how to approach gaming but want to try it. Maybe try it. Hell, we could probably turn that into a book or a series well, of books. Yeah, maybe. I don't. I don't know about that. No, we're not going to, but we could. I think there's <laughs> there's so much content there that yeah. is doable. We'll we'll talk about it as we discover stuff and 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 episodes of the show. And if if eventually we write a great essay, we'll post it to Reddit or something. That'd be great. Two up, two up votes. And, and in the meantime, <laughs> we intend to keep doing lessons learned. So last goal is, is, is to keep learning lessons and to keep doing lessons learned and to keep talking about our sessions because we've really uncovered some interesting things there. But um, I think I want to change the way we do some of that. I, I really think uh, – Brian, do you want to talk about uh, curating our content better? Yeah. So, I mean, at least on the website, I think through just simple tagging, uh, we could – create a really rich um, repository of, of lessons learned. I, I think that we would probably would need to go back and do a better job of documenting after the fact. I don't think we've done a great job as we've gone through this, but we could create a really vast uh, repository of, of RPG topics, what we did, what we could do. And it doesn't mean that it has to stay in podcast form. We could also draft that uh, into text Based yeah. on that. But basically index the episodes that we've done. Absolutely. And really pull out the lessons in each episode. Yeah. I mean, dude, Tanner challenged us when we talked to him months ago to say, hey, I, you know, I really think it would benefit your show if you put the lessons that you learned in the show notes. Absolutely. Like, well, yep. we don't always do a great job of writing those down as we're talking because we, you know, we're trying to get home to families and we're trying to do this on, on the yep. quick. But I'm absolutely willing to go back and re-listen to all of our episodes and really index the heck out of those episodes. With our show, I it's... I don't mean this in a in a self congratulate self congratulatory way, but it's easy it's easy to listen to because we're pretty structured. Uh, we don't tend to talk over each other. There's actual voice analysis, voice to text technology that could be used to get us a head start on that. I would love to get a transcript of all of our shows. Yeah, where yes. where my other stuff, I have so many people, and the content is so very specific to us. Uh, to I mean. RPG stuff is it's typically common language, where if you talk about transformers, you well, the talk, word dungeon will sure appear a whole lot. Ab, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but where you talk about other topics, you know, that are much more obscure, it, it's harder to get that. We could easily analyze the text of what we do, and I, I you know, shame on me for not doing it earlier. Yep. Go, going back to the curation point, there was a series of I think about four or five shows where we did a really good job at the end of those episodes of recapping the lessons we had talked about. Absolutely. And I think if we if we try to go back to that formula, I, I think that'll definitely make that curation a lot easier. But I absolutely agree. I think we gotta go back and listen to those episodes, pull out those lessons, categorize those lessons and then and then tag the episodes accordingly. Agree. And then also frankly there's some shows that I'd like to re record. 
There's some. I mean, honestly, guys, we've gotten. Well, maybe not Brian because he's been doing this for years. <laughs> no, but, I've, got, I've I've actually gotten worse. Yeah. So, Mike, you and I have gotten better though. We're better yeah. at this whole podcasting thing. Um, do you really think that you've gotten worse? Yeah, kind of. I I think as I get older, I think my my recall and everything is failing me. I think I am. I think that as I get closer to forty, my formerly fairly remarkable memory is now turned into a very very terrible memory mm, that's, that's that's a shame yeah my, my memory's always been awful so you're, I, I, you're used, better than I me. used to have an awesome memory i don't have an awesome memory anymore I, i've never had a really reliable memory <laughs> to your point brian I, w- I would love to see how often memory shows up in the word cloud because you talk about your memory on almost every episode of yeah. every podcast that i do yep so they say when you get senile you start talking about the same topics over and over and over again did i mention i have a bad memory <laughs> so talking about curation oh. so yeah, yeah. Talk about curation. No, no, that was a joke. Okay, so yeah, but but there's a lot more we could do. And Mike, I'd love to pull out those lessons learned from those episodes and from all the episodes and put them in the show notes. And and I'd love to. I was talking about re-recording. We've gotten better at this podcast thing. I'd love to re-record some of the shows and really make it not 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 re-record the whole show and maybe not even recap the whole session. But but we'll just record a show Revisit. and say, hey, yeah, we are revisiting episode you know 15, and we talked about this lesson. And we've re-listened to it, and we've thought about it more, and I really want to dig in on that, and that's the that's the topic of the show today. How, so, cra- how crazy would it be, though, if we did that and we revisited old episodes and future us was like, we were totally wrong. Holy crap, how wrong were we about that? You know, I don't know I how that. much we've been wrong. I, I love that, if that happened. I, I, I kind of yeah, would, that, too. That would yeah. be interesting. Yeah, hey, here's things we just got completely all, completely wrong. I love when I go back and find errors in my own reasoning, and I, I'm able to show that, hey, yeah, I was wrong, and now I understand better as to why. That that shows yeah. growth. Viewpoints are allowed to evolve. Absolutely. So I think that's it. We, we, we have a lot of things that we want to do. There are a lot of new episode formats that we want to try. There's research that Brian and I want to do. There's content that Mike wants to create. Um it's probably going to take us like six months to get something off the ground. Although, Brian, I want to record the Theory of Constraints episode soon. I don't want to, I don't want it to be the next episode because the next episode I want to recap another game and talk about it. In fact, I'd like to do the level 20 game, the level 20 Demon Hunter game that went so far awry. I'd love to record that one next time. But maybe after that, I'd love to record the show on Theory of Constraints because I'm really juiced about what is the constraint and what is the goal on a session? I would love to do that. I say as I chew up some Pez that I just quickly <laughs> threw in my mouth. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Metasode as we discuss our own show. I hope you didn't find it too uh, self-congratulatory. But uh, we we really want to take the show in a bit of a different direction here in 2018. Well, same direction, but but also More refined, new directions. Actually, less refined, because we're going from one format of well, show to a lot of different formats that we might cover. Yeah, but I say, when I say refined, I mean the quality of the work that we're doing. I think it, it'll be better. Uh, it'll it'll more cl- uh, tightly um, cling to the the goal of the show. Yeah, we found our voice, and I think we found that we're really interested in a couple of things that we're not doing, and we want to go after those things. Yeah. All right, I'm excited for it. So thank you for listening. If you stuck with us, uh, enjoy your week. RPG Lessons Learned. People call them postmortems, evaluations, appraisals, reviews, retrospectives. We call them Lessons Learned, and we're sharing ours with you.